Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. This is a different one, a new one, something I'm experimenting with. We're going to do a podcast without anyone, just me talking today. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Before we get started on today's podcast and topic, which is weight loss and everything that I learned from my journey and what I can teach you, I'd like to shout out today's sponsor, which is Optimal Carnivore. If you've never heard of these supplements before, these are usually the ones that I recommend. I will take them when I'm on the go, when I can't get organs accessibly, when they are not available for me. For example, I just went on a flight plane ride to Florida, and I had a trip there where I just couldn't find any in the area for the week or two. So I decided to take the supplements. I took the bone and joint restore ones, I took the beef organ mix as well. Absolutely love them. Nothing bad to say about them. And I recommend them. So check them out. Optimal Carnivore. Thank you, guys. So today's podcast, I really wanted to go into weight loss, everything that I've learned from losing weight, everything that I teach people about losing weight. And I, I want to go into why do so many people complicate weight loss and fat loss? First things first. At the end of the day, we all would love to lose fat, wouldn't we? We don't really want to lose weight because weight's going to include stuff like muscle, it's going to include stuff like bone and joint. It's going to include, you know, your water weight, etc. So, you know, someone would say, if you lose weight, you could just cut off an arm and you could lose weight or you just get a haircut or you just flush some diuretics in your body and you'll lose weight right away. But that's not the weight we want to lose. We want to lose fat off our body and we want to gain muscle mass. Everyone does. That's everyone's goal at the end of the day, or at least 99% of the people that come to me you other 1%, I don't know what your goals are. Um, if you don't want to look like you have muscles and you're lean, I don't know, but that's what this podcast is structured for. So that's the goal that I've been working on for years and years now. And this is what I can teach you. So beginning with weight loss in general, what I did wrong, let's start with that so that I can explain how I corrected this. The first thing I did wrong when I lost a hundred pounds in eight months in 2020 was I was way too damn strict with calories in, calories out. And for me, it was detrimental. It impacted my muscle mass long-term. It impacted my bones and joints long-term. And I've been really trying to build it up the last couple of years since then. When I Googled how to lose weight, the first thing that came up was, all you have to do is eat more calories than you burn, just calories in, calories out, or move more and eat less. And this is true. This is true. There's nothing wrong with this statement, but people can take it too far, especially when they see the number drop on the scale and they get addicted. That's something not to do. So what I did is again, not to do to lose weight and keep it off. Thank God I learned about everything I will say in this podcast going forward, because if I didn't learn about this other stuff, I probably wouldn't have kept it off. I probably wouldn't be in this lifestyle that I am in today. So thank God. All right. When I started my journey, like I said, I Googled how to lose weight, calories in, calories out. Great. I'm thinking, wow, let's eat a very low amount of calories, way lower than my body needs, right? So when I started, I'm 260 pounds, give or take. Um, you know, it depends how many hot fudge Sundays I had the night before, for sure. Um, but uh, 260, and my metabolism is actually really high. This is something people get wrong about people that are overweight is they have a bad metabolism. They actually have a greater metabolic rate. They burn more energy than leaner people without doing anything because their body to use all their functions 
with the weight that they carry, it's going to take more energy to do some of these things. So their metabolism, their metabolic rate, it's actually higher. They can eat more calories and maintain their weight than somebody who's a lean 150 can eat to maintain their weight. So that's one misconception. I probably burned around 3,000 calories without doing anything when I was that heavy. That's unnaturally heavy, right? And 3,000 calories, that's a lot. It's a lot of food I would have to eat each day to keep up with that. So I decide, let's slash my calories. Let's go to 1,500. How about that? Or you know what's even better? Let's just do one meal a day. Because if I do one meal a day and I eat, you know, somewhat healthy food, some whatever I wanted, I will lose weight. And that's exactly what happened. I lost a lot of weight. All right. So I did one meal a day, ate whatever I wanted for the most part. I tried to keep it healthy in quotes because I didn't know what healthy was back then. I thought healthy was hummus and veggie chips and, you know, stuff like that. So I had a lot of that. I had a lot of salad. Um, I did have some eggs here and there. They weren't good quality, but I did have some eggs. I definitely wish I had more protein, 100%. And we'll go into that. But that's what I ate. I ate a lot of hummus chips. I ate all, I actually ate a lot of hummus, um, which is not a great food when you're trying to lose weight at all. But because I was eating one meal a day and I was only eating 1,500 calories, basically starved myself. <laughs> I basically starved myself. So one meal a day, it was in the morning. I always like to eat in the morning for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, I still like to eat in the morning for sure. It was around 11 a.m. I ate as much as I wanted in one sitting. Sometimes it was 45 minutes. Sometimes it was... 30 minutes. And uh, I didn't really think about it. I just piled on food, 1500 calories in a sitting. I was pretty full, right? Because I was used to eating four or five times a day, used to eating around 4,000 calories, right? Because I was still gaining weight, you know, I hadn't really plateaued. So, you know, that was, that was filling for me. It was 1500 in one sitting, still filling for me. Now I couldn't do it. It's so hard, especially with the foods I eat, but that's what I did. So I did that for eight months. Then let's get to the energy out part. So there's calories in, calories out, aka energy in, energy out, whatever you want to call it. The energy out part was pretty tough for me because that's where I ran my ass off. And that was a huge mistake for me. And running probably, I had to guess, eight, nine miles a day on average. I, I can see what my uh, Apple Watch told me, but I'm sure it was about that much. It was It was a few hours a day. It was probably two, three, four hours a day, every single day for that entire summer. And I mean, I did not miss a day. I was like David Goggins. I was so dedicated and running that much, expending that much energy and then not eating as much energy as I expended put me in a huge caloric deficit, a massive caloric deficit. Let's say I'm in a a caloric deficit of a thousand calories a week. I'm losing two pounds a week, but I was more like 3000 calories a week. I was losing consistently five, six pounds a week, very easily, uh, if not more. I know when I first started, I lost a lot of weight, but that was because of glycogen. And we can get into that too, maybe in a different podcast. But so I did that wrong. I lost 100 pounds in eight months, right? So I lost all my muscle mass, but I looked freaking skinny. I looked like skin and bones. And it was way better looking than when I was heavier. So everybody would tell me, you look fantastic, you look amazing. Um, you know, that's great. I said, I never felt worse in my life. I said, I felt worse when I was fat and that's the truth. I felt horrible when I was super skinny and no muscle and basically restricting myself eating foods and restricting myself from eating enough calories. You need enough energy, you know, 
I wasn't functioning right. I was sleeping awful throughout those eight months. Still lost the weight, by the way. I was getting sunlight. I was I was grounding a bit. You know, I didn't know these things, but I was getting some sunlight. So I don't know. Maybe my hormones weren't horrible, but I certainly didn't sleep well. I was always hungry all the time, right? These are things that I would totally take back. I totally would never do again. The first thing that I would change about this approach would absolutely be the protein. If I'm still doing one meal a day, I guess it's okay. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I don't think I would ever do it again, uh, ever. And I've tried it on carnivore and I've tried it, you know, going forward. I'm still, I'm sure I'll have my days where I eat one meal a day, but like consistently for eight months, I don't think it's a great idea for muscle protein synthesis to occur, right? So for that to occur, for the muscles to grow, make that optimal. You're looking at three, four, five meals a day, a good amount of meals a day. That's why the bodybuilders eat like five, six meals a day. They want to maximize their chances of growing muscle. For the average Joe who just wants to build a little muscle and get a little leaner, you know, three meals a day is good. Two meals a day is even okay. It depends how much protein you're getting as well. That that all varies in there. But I definitely recommend if you're looking for more optimal muscle growth, four or five meals a day, you can do it. It's harder on carnivore for sure because you're eating, you know, a lot of foods that are filling, but, you know, that's why... They also do carbohydrates, like the rice they can do with the meal. And being lower in fat allows them to eat four or five meals a day. So that's another thing as well. So I wish I upped the protein. That's for sure. That's uh, maybe number one, because I, I cared about my body composition so much more than I do today. Today is just, I just want to stay lean. I want to stay fit and healthy. You know, I'm not looking to get shredded and ripped and I just want to look lean and healthy. You know, I definitely have a, a different mindset as far as the body composition goes you know, today and going forward. But if I were to do one thing to build muscle and lose fat during that transformation, that would have been way better for me, up the protein. Would have had less bone damage, less joint damage taken away from it. I would have gotten the amino acids I need to hold on to hopefully a lot of that muscle because, you know, I didn't strength train at all my entire life, you know, until I was 18, 19. And uh, that's a lot. I still had a lot of muscle right? I still had a lot of muscle. I'm still moving things throughout my life. So that's a lot of muscle lost. I basically did a bulk for the first 18 years of my life without even realizing it. And then I threw it away in eight months. So don't do what I did. Bottom line. Other thing I would have done, definitely needed some more fats. Definitely. No doubt about it. I needed more fats, quality fats. I was surviving off hummus and basically seed oils. Those were my fats, my diet. Broke out like crazy, pimples everywhere. Uh, itchy all, all the time, had dandruff, had all these issues I think could have been fixed if I switched the fat source to saturated fats. If I ate more raw cheeses in that one meal because raw cheese is pretty dense. So to get the energy I needed, still would have had to have some raw cheese, some fatty meat. You know, if, if I up it to three, four meals a day, now I can go leaner with the meat. But with that one big meal, definitely wish I had some more fats in especially from the right sources. Avocado, not horrible. The olive oil, it's not horrible. It's just that the others are way better, in my opinion, as far as getting the fat source, like butter, ghee, tallow, the fatty meats, the egg yolks, and the fatty fish are kings, I believe, of getting good quality fats in your diet. You know, use the olive oil, avocado oil. Use this as a backup. That's what I like to say. Just keep them in, maybe. If you, if you want to be flexible with it, that's okay. That's not going to kill you. But some as a backup, make sure you get your good quality fats from animals. So that's the other thing I wish I did. As far as the carbohydrates go, now, carbohydrates are an interesting one because I wish I still had them in my diet. 
And I didn't really need to go carnivore. It wasn't necessary. Could have had some natural carbs. Could have had a little bit of honey. Could have had a little bit of white rice. Could have maybe had some sweet potato and been more than okay. Could have had a few pieces of fruit, been more than okay. As long as I wasn't piling them on in excess, then you're good. You know, people have a big misconception about that, that in order to lose as much fat as possible, you need to lower your carbohydrates as much as possible. That's not true at all. It all comes down to creating an energy deficit. Carbohydrates can be an issue for some especially those like me that were addicted to sugar. But if I just swapped the highly palatable treats I was having, even the one meal a day, I'd still have some ice cream sometimes. If I just swapped that for some fruit and I had a lot of fruit, I would have maintained the deficit and we still would have been healthy, guys. So I wish I opted for natural carbohydrates and had a little bit of them throughout my weight loss. Even though I did have some carbohydrates, they just weren't the right kinds either. So I wasn't getting the right kind of any macronutrient. If we're, if we're going down the right rabbit hole here, I wasn't getting the right kind of any macronutrient whatsoever. Carbs, proteins, or fats, they were all the wrong sources. So that's something I did wrong. And even those sources, I didn't get enough calories from. That's why I felt so deprived. I wasn't getting enough energy from shitty sources. That's like the ultimate crash diet. So that's how I feel about that. All right. The other part of the equation that I wish I freaking did even if now I don't do it anymore, I found out about X3 currently, is I wish I weight trained. I wish I strength trained, lifted weights, you know, moved my body in a different way that just wasn't long-term running. Long distance, long-term running, not great for the body. It's not. It puts us in a state of stress. It raises cortisol. Is it the worst thing in the world? Is it better than doing nothing and sitting on your ass? Probably, probably is. But there's so many different forms of exercise that are better than running distance. You know, running distance takes away from your muscles. So when I was under eating protein and I ran long distances for long periods of time, so like eight, nine, nine miles a day, like I said, I take that back. I wish I maybe did a little running, maybe was a little active, moved a little more, but not as much as I did at all. Now I don't run at all. I love biking. I love swimming. I play basketball. I go to the beach with my friends. That's cardio for me, you know, and I do it every day. So I'm pretty damn active now, but Maybe I could take away six or seven of those miles and devote them towards time in the gym strength training. Because if you build muscle on your body, it's going to make it significantly easier to keep that weight off. Because muscle burns calories without you doing anything at all. It's metabolically active. It's there. You can't do anything about it. If I have muscle sitting in my body now, I'm getting away with eating two, 300 calories more than I could have four or five years ago. Definitely. Definitely. Those years of building muscle help long term. It's not going to help the day you go in the gym, right? Cardio is going to burn more than that, but long-term, it's kind of going to catch up to cardio. It's going to be better for metabolic health in the long run. Cardio is just temporary. Muscle building on your body, that lasts as long as you have muscle, right? So it's doing all day. Cardio is not all day. Muscle is all day burning. That's why I stress it. That's why it's so important. I definitely wish I started working out, even in the gym uh, in 2020 when I first started, I would have lost the weight slower, which is definitely the next thing I'm going to talk about. But I wish I started working out and I wish I found X3 earlier. I wish I did my whole transformation just with X3. And I wish I did that for life. And now I know I've learned, you know, I'm only 21 recording this podcast. So hopefully I'll be doing X3 for a few more years unless something better comes out. But that's what I'm sticking to for now. It's working great. I love it. Love staying active, you know, and I don't stress over cardio anymore. Definitely something that I did in the past that I don't do anymore. All right. Now, the other thing that I definitely wanted to get into, um, which is 
you know, weight loss in general and just talking about the misconceptions of weight loss. The first thing I wanted to talk about as far as misconceptions go are that you have to get rid of carbohydrates. I think that's a really big one that you have to cut carbs, that it's so necessary to get rid of all carbs if you want to lose weight. What I've learned is, and I've cut carbs after I lost weight, and I got fatter from cutting carbs. I've gained body fat. I've gained probably five, 6% body fat the last few years. You know, I've pretty much maintained the weight. I've just gained a little bit of body fat. And that's because I was in a surplus because I fell for the tricks because I thought that you could eat as much fat and protein as you want and stay lean. That's not true. If you eat more than you burn on any diet in any circumstance, you will store weight. All right. Whether you want to argue thermodynamics or not, I don't really care about that. I just know that this has worked for me and it works for every single person that I coach is if they burn more than they eat, they lose weight. If they eat more than they burn, they gain weight, they store fat, right? So the key that I've learned to maintaining muscle in a caloric deficit while losing weight is keeping protein extremely high, very high, eating it with every meal. Do you have to track it? No, not really. It depends how strict you want to get. It depends how lean you want to get. If you want to get unnaturally lean like I got to, do you have to track it? No, you don't necessarily have to track protein. It, does, it, it doesn't matter. It, it matters when you really want to get unnaturally lean, but we're promoting natural health here. So you don't have, I don't need to track in that circumstance. Okay. All right. Anyways, as far as getting leaner goes with losing weight, you don't have to cut carbs. You can, if you're having a massive amount of carbs, you can, if you're having a massive amount of fat, I would always keep protein high. You have to keep protein high. That's the rule. How much, like I said, Protein with every meal, prioritize it at the center. If you want to track one gram per pound of body weight or more, even 1.5, even two grams, there's no limit, it seems, the amount of protein you can get away with. You need a lot of protein. It's very filling, especially if you have a lot of weight to lose. Do not fear the protein. Don't fear it. It's very important. It has four calories per gram on average, but it's going to keep you way fuller per the calories per gram than carbs and fat. Fat keeps you fuller, but it also has more than double calories per gram. So it's a lot easier to overeat than the protein. So if you want to go to the keto route, understand that. Pretty dense. Fat's pretty dense. I have a hard time staying really, really lean on keto because the portions are so damn small for what you could eat. Carbohydrates, while they could be an issue for some, weren't really an issue for me when it came to losing weight. Of course, I was addicted to sugar. Once I got rid of the Snickers bars and I got rid of the other crap in the house, found it really hard to overeat blueberries. found it really hard to overeat watermelon to gain weight. It just wasn't happening. It seemed like I could eat as many strawberries as I wanted. I just couldn't gain weight. Is that super good for you to eat two, 300 grams of carbohydrates from fruit? Probably not. There was never a point where we had that many carbohydrates for that much, for that long term. Do I think it's okay to have 150, 100 or 50, excuse me? Yeah, I don't think it's bad. You know, I definitely think there's a number that goes too high for people. Protein doesn't have that number. You good luck eating three grams of protein per pound of body weight. The only thing that's going to happen is you're going to get strong and lean. I mean, you could really try. It's going to be so filling. I don't think you could do it. But by the way, what I mean by that one gram per pound of body weight is if I'm 170 pounds, for example, I should eat 170 grams of protein specifically from animals or more. So that's stuff like Greek yogurt, tuna, eggs, meat, fish, 
other types of seafood, you know, et cetera. Going to be loaded, packed in protein. All right. So, and even stuff like cheese and milk have protein and they're from animals as well, which means they have a greater amino acid profile. They're way more digestible. They're way better for you. We could definitely do a podcast on protein in the future. Same with the other macronutrients. All right. So one gram protein per pound of body weight or more. Now, here's the deal. If you're really big, like if you're three, 400 pounds and you find it hard to eat three, 400 grams of protein, that's awesome. Good for you. Eat as much as you want until you're full. You know, you could probably do 200 grams of protein, still build as much muscle as if you had 300. Depends on how big you are compared to how big you should be. So what I like to go with is goal body weight. As long as you have a realistic goal body weight, let's say you're 300 pounds and you want to lose 100 pounds and get to 200. If you eat 200 grams of protein, that's great. That's plenty of protein. You're getting more than enough, right? You just want to have a very high amount. There's no scientific principle that says, if I eat 168 grams of protein instead of 170, I will not build muscle as if I had 171. That's not how it works. You just eat a lot of protein, you prioritize it. Got it? Good. All right. As far as carbohydrates go, this is an interesting one. Like I said, it's way easier to overeat candy and Snickers than it is to overeat you know, sweet potatoes and blueberries. It's pretty damn hard. You could try. It's really hard, but you could try. Um, as far as carbohydrates go, base it around your activity level. That's how to do it. If I'm way, way, way active one day, right? I'm like super active. I'm running eight, nine miles a day. I can get away with two, 300 grams of carbohydrates, right? Paul Saladino, for example, surfs two, three hours every day. That's a lot of burning calories. It's a lot. He's burning a lot of calories doing that. The carbohydrates he eats are getting burned off. If they're not getting burned off, stop eating so many. How can you tell if they're getting burned off? Are you in a deficit or not? All right. Are, are those excess carbohydrates putting you in a surplus? A lot of the times the answer is going to be no if they're natural. So keep them natural, keep them whole, and don't do a ton of plant toxins. You don't need giant salads to lose weight. You don't need a ton of vegetables. You don't need any vegetables. You can do it from fruit, sweet potato, a little bit of honey, little bit of maple syrup, you know, very small amounts of those. We'll talk about that too, as far as density goes, which is kind of the next topic, which is fat. Eating fat does not make you fat, but eating too much fat will make you fat. What do I mean by that? I mean, fat has a very high caloric content. It's also very, very good for you if you pick the right kinds. Fat is crucial for hormonal health. Fat is crucial for bowel movements. Fat's crucial for brain health. All these super important things in your body are all controlled by fat. So it's absolutely necessary. How much fat do you need? Well, you absolutely need more than 0.3 grams per pound of body weight. So if I'm 100 pounds, I need 30 grams of fat or more. If I don't get 30 grams of fat or more, especially if I'm a woman, right? So if you're a woman, you're not getting 30 grams of fat and you're 100 pounds, right? So if you're getting 20, 10 grams of fat a day, then you risk all these reproductive issues. You risk losing your menstrual cycle. All these issues that come from not having enough fat, especially hormonal issues, are number one because it's the basis, the center of how you control hormones. You may hear burn your own body fat. Guess what? If you're in a deficit, you're burning your own body fat, even if you eat carbs. Crazy, right? So some people think that being in ketosis has a huge advantage for weight loss. It does not. Being in ketosis can be great for the brain. If you prefer to be in ketosis, if you prefer to burn glucose, who cares? You know, it's not, the, it's not the end of the world, guys. Some people make it to be like the end of the world, but it's not. 
All right. So how much fat do you need? You need at least 0.3 grams per pound of body weight. Does that mean you should eat 0.3 grams? No, you should eat as much fat as you need to still be in a deficit. That's going to be different for everyone. Again, if you're really active, you can get away with a little more fat. 0.5, 0.6 grams per pound of body weight, one gram per pound of body weight at the freaking highest activity level. You can do it. If you're doing keto, you're not having carbs. Guess what? You get up your fat. If you're doing higher carb, guess what? You should probably lower your fat a little bit. That's the most important one. Never go below 0.3 grams per pound of body weight. I don't even stay below 0.5 grams per pound of weight. I go higher than that. So my fat's going to be around 100 grams a day right now. And I'm weighing, again, 170 pounds. So I'm getting a good amount of fat. 100 grams of fat a day is a lot. It's enough, more than enough. I'm healthy. I feel wonderful. And long-term, I'm going to be healthy. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. All right. We've gone over the macronutrients, what they mean. Gone over a little bit of exercise, what you should be doing. Questions about cardio that I get, too. Cardio is definitely important. There's no difference between a hit session and a little run of cardio. Your body can't tell the difference between strength training cardio if you're exerting more force during strength training like if i'm doing x3 and my heart's on fire beating very fast your body doesn't know the difference between that and a sprint it doesn't so as far as the rankings of cardio go pick the one that you enjoy that you can do and sustain for the rest of your life for example, like I said, I love biking. I love walking on the beach with my friends. I love doing sprints on the beach. I love it. I enjoy it. I don't force myself to do it. I think it's awesome. I love it. It's cool. I play basketball. I freaking love playing basketball. I'll do a ton of running up and down the court. That's cardio, guys. You're playing soccer with your kids. That's cardio. You're throwing a football around. That's cardio. Take a walk after dinner. That's cardio. Don't think of cardio as walking on the treadmill, right? Try and get your cardio outside prioritize outdoor cardio that you love. If you love sitting inside on a treadmill, ugh, whatever. I don't think anybody does. But if you're the one person that wants to be you know, special and says you like sitting on a freaking treadmill all day in artificial light, you know, oh, by the way, I'm doing this pod- podcast under artificial light. So yeah, it's not great either. But at least I'm not walking on a treadmill doing it. Get outside. Take a walk outside. That's the best cardio you could do. So What have we learned? We've learned my mistakes. We learned what I did wrong about weight loss. We learned what I should have done. Increase the protein. Eat the right fat sources. Eat some natural whole carbohydrates, right? We learned don't get obsessive with tracking unless you really are trying to get super, super duper shredded, like for bodybuilding. Then you have to know how many calories you're expending. We also learned the carbs aren't the make or break for fat loss. They're not. It's all about keeping protein high, getting just enough fat, filling in some with carbs. Based on your activity level, go with carbs and fats because carbs and fats are your main energy sources, right? So they're going to control the activity. If you have a ton of energy going out, you should eat some more carbs and fats. How much more? As much as you're putting out. Now, there are calculators online. There's a million methods to do this. Calculators aren't perfect. And that's something I definitely talked about in another podcast. You can't just plug it in and get your number, but you can determine how much energy you need to take in based on your weight and the amount of food you're eating. If you're eating a shitload of food and you're gaining weight, maybe reduce the calories. It's a good way to lose weight. How do you reduce the calories? Eat more lower calorie dense foods, not foods that are very dense in calories. Tiny handful of butter, 500 calories. 
five set 12 handfuls of strawberries isn't even 500 calories. It's so you can eat so many strawberries and lose weight. You only eat a tiny bit of butter to lose weight. Does that mean butter's bad? No, that does not mean butter's bad. It's healthy, but it's easy to put on weight. Honey and maple syrup. You can drizzle honey and maple syrup on everything. Easily add up to 500 calories a day if you put them on everything, right? But what if you use some Greek yogurt instead with your fruit instead of honey, right? What if you made the change to eat cottage cheese? What if you made the change to eat something leaner, something higher in protein, right? That's ultimately going to help you lose weight. Prioritize protein, keep the carbs with activity, keep the fat with activity, make sure you get enough fat, make sure you eat some whole natural carbs. That's the basis, right? Don't eat shit. Don't eat processed food, right? You can eat processed food and lose weight. Possible, 100%. I've done it. It's not very fun because it's good in the moment and then you feel like crap. Then you actually end up expending less energy in the long run because you want to go lay down. You can eat an Oreo and fit in your day, no problem. You can eat two Oreos, an Oreo for 90 calories, whatever the hell it is, right? Fit it in your day eating, 90 calories, blah, blah, blah. I had some carbs, Oreos, right? How's it going to make you feel though? Is it going to make you want to go outside and go for a run? Does it want to make you go walk on the beach or do some sprints? No, it's going to make you feel like crap. Whereas if I had carbs from a little bit of watermelon or a lot of bit of watermelon actually, because it's freaking low calorie, super dense, super lot of, por- not, not dense, excuse me big portions of watermelon you can eat and still lose weight, that's actually going to make me want to go outside. It's going to make me feel good. All right. Any other specific questions as far as weight loss goes, as far as fat loss goes, it's about maintaining that caloric deficit. Don't go too steep with it. Very small deficit at a time, right? 500 deficit approximately is going to lose you one pound of weight a week. One pound weight loss a week, 500 thousand, which is a lot, right? If you're somebody who's way bigger, you can handle a thousand deficit. All right. You don't need to go more than that. It's going to be two pounds a week. The slower you lose weight, the easier it is to keep it off. If you're leaving this podcast with one thing, just know that. All right. So if you lose weight really slowly, way easier to keep it off than if you crash diet, your body does not want to lose weight rapidly. It doesn't, it will do everything in evolution in your brain, millions of years of evolution will break out and you will binge. Do not go too steep with it. Enjoy your life. Prioritize or just eliminate crap and prioritize healthy foods and you'll get there. You will get there. If you're interested in coaching with me, if you're interested in working with me in general, if you have questions about this stuff, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Don't be afraid. I'll answer all my DMs. My Instagram is primalbmills. P-R-I-M-A-L-B-M-I-L-L-Z. Message me, follow me. Follow me on YouTube as well. Prime will be Mills, same thing. You can DM me on YouTube. Normally answer that. I would go for Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, you can leave a YouTube comment or something. I will find you. I will get your question answered. I will answer the questions in a podcast. Definitely do some Q&As in the future. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you again for our supplement, Optimal Carnivore. This podcast is all about how to lose weight, how to lose fat, what I've learned from my journey losing fat, how I can help you lose fat, keep it off sustainably in the long term. Lose it slow, lose it steady, prioritize protein, do the cardio you love, follow a diet you could sustain for life. I left that out, excuse me. Follow a diet you can sustain for the rest of your life. If you can't eat a single strawberry the rest of your life, maybe it's not the diet for you. 
if you don't want that and you want to be full carnivore for life, do it. Love it. Amazing. But you have to follow a diet that works for life. If that diet includes you eating an Oreo once a week, having a drink once a week, that's fine. Don't stress. That's okay. All right? We're not all perfect. We can't be perfect 24-7 the rest of our life. Follow something that works for life. It will work for you. Again, if you have any questions, hit me up. Thank you guys for listening. More podcasts to come in the future. And peace out.